0: Anchor is super easy to use, and all you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm. Start your own podcast today. listening to your highness podcast and this is your host diana from good vibes marketing and we're joined again today by leah d'ambrosio from bake smart hello leah
1: (laughs) hi diana thanks so much for having me on again i love being with you and spending this time and talking all things cannabis
2: yes that's
0: awesome and i love having you here i just love you anyway um so let's continue this positive trend of talking about our new favorite things um do you want to go first leah
1: sure i'll go first so mine um is slim magazine Mm -hmm. and slim is a parenting and pot magazine that's based here in portland oregon i met jen a little while ago she um she agreed to review the Canacal kit that mm-hmm. we had through Bake Smart, and she loved him and that was really great. So she did a little review in her magazine, but I got to meet her and hang out with her for a little bit. And she's just such an amazing person, she's so smart, and her heart is really in the right place, and she really believes in cannabis, and as a parent, she really believes in using cannabis to help her be a better parent and has some great articles about things like that. And she also came out with um, a really cute book called uh because your mama loves weed yeah and it's all about her journey with the kids it's the best book oh my gosh I so highly recommend it and, and you know and Jen's just a very real person and she's coming from a very real place and and I, I respect that and yeah. I think it's just so wonderful that she's got this great magazine you know just really geared towards parents and and she's taught, been on the show before say,
0: let's not forget yeah. to mention that and she's going to be on it again during yeah. this parenting series so um looking oh, forward nice. to that Yeah. She's she's amazing. I love talking to her. She really is. She has has such a wealth of knowledge and the way she was brought up with her parents being so open-minded and embracing everything. right? It's just amazing. She's Uh, really lucky. Yeah. uh, yeah, So splim.com. That's definitely something I recommend as well. I'm just, I'm I'm co-signing your (laughs) your favorite thing. Yeah. And and I'll, I'll spell that too, because it's, it's Two M, so it's
1: S P L I M M dot com, Slim Magazine. I don't think you can get this in print. Do you know if you can get no, it in print? No, it's,
0: it's. I think it's online. It's, it's like a newsletter digital. too. Okay. She does. They do a newsletter. Um, so it's like you subscribe and you get all the the recent articles and everything that they all the content they yeah. have. Yeah. So
1: their newsletter is great. I love their newsletter.
0: Yeah, and I can't wait to get that book. I want to get that book for my niece. um. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love it, though. That's such a great idea. Um, And since this is uh, the first in our parenting series, uh, which we'll talk about a bit more in in a little bit, um, my favorite thing, my new favorite discovery is a movie, or it's a documentary called Weed the People. And it's surprisingly created by Ricky Lake and Abby
3: Epstein. Oh wow, Ricky Lake. Wow. Yeah,
0: I know. It's almost like all these talk show hosts are becoming advocates for <laughs> this industry. You know, we've got Montel Williams now Ricky Lake. I think there's who else do we have out there? Anyway, so this documentary um it it talks about it goes into some stories of children whose lives have been saved by Cannabis, but it goes more into um, the look at how people have to to access this medicine for their children and, and how far they have to go. And yeah. basically, you know, it begs the question, why are we still making this so inaccessible and uh, illegal? <laughs> uh, when, you know, it's it's if you can't think and say for the children, at least come on now, you know. What, right. you, what is the problem?
1: That would be so scary as a parent to have to fight for your child's medication for a medication you knew wouldn't kill him.
0: Seriously. I mean, they talk about in the trailer, you know, these babies having to take dilaudid and being addicted to it and then having to go on oh, methadone God. before they're 5 years old or you know, it's just it's ridiculous. I just What
1: kind of yeah and God what kind of kids are we raising if that's what we're subjecting them to so early on and they're getting addicted at that age my gosh
0: I know and so I don't know where this uh the documentary is going to be available I think it's that might be forthcoming but if you Google Weed People it says coming soon um, I it doesn't seem to have I can't find a direct website that's dedicated to it but. There's information on Twitter and everywhere else about it, and there's mm-hmm. some information on this Mangu M A N G U dot TV, and I'll put a link in the recap for that, um, so that some you know have some kind of reference point. But it definitely looks like it's going to be very uh, informative and non-judgmental, <laughs> and That's great. I, I hope it really opens up some um some eyes and it starts some conversations, you know, that need to be had. So, that being said, <laughs> um <laughs> this episode is the first in a series that we'll be doing about parenting in cannabis, combined the two two things combined. Um and right now it's looking like it might be three parts, but it will be aired periodically. So we'll keep you updated on how, how many of the episodes we'll end up having, but we're having some past guests on again, and we're going to hear from some new, some new voices, new to the podcast, at least. And I think it's going to be very, um, informative for those who are trying to figure it out with children and, uh, yeah. So that, yeah. so our topic today, um, our discussion topic is our blunt talk topic will be uh, microdosing and how that can make you, um, I don't want to say a better parent, but, you know, uh, a more, a more effect, tolerant parent, uh, yeah, a more <laughs> effective parent, whatever, you know, a more successful parent, however you want to word that, you know, it's, you have a better quality of life. So you are you know, more present and a wealth of other things come along with that. So microdosing pretty much the, at the very base of it, the concept is to start slow and go low or go low and start slow. I know I'm saying this wrong probably. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And that's a big, that's a big part of your mission statement, right? Leah with Bake Smart, I know you guys have a big focus on that
1: a big focus on safety in general and you know it starts it starts in the dispensary when you purchase what you purchase always go low just you don't need the the box that has 100 milligrams get the smaller boxes that have maybe 10 to 20 milligrams in the box and then you know always keeping it safe by marking it or keeping it up in a cupboard but you know the microdosing is all about responsibility and that's kind of what bake smart really encourages but I encourage, you know, that's what got me started is we've got to be responsible. And like you've said before, the only way we're going to pull this industry into more modern times is if we can start showing that we're responsible and that
0: we
2: actually care. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there's a lot of controversy surrounding this topic of microdosing. There's, there's of course, doubt, you know, whether or not it's work, it's, it actually works, but, I can personally say, just with the CBD oil, for me, it right. it works a lot. Um, it does, you know, because when I was on pharmaceuticals, it's like after a couple of hours, I could feel it in my bones almost. You know, it's like mm-hmm. I I need to, you know, get more pain relief right away. But with the um, hemp oil CBD, you know, it's, it for me it lasts longer, and I don't feel that that feeling anymore. So as, as right. long as I can, t- as long as I remember to take like little, you know, doses throughout the day, then I'm, I'm good. You know, I mean, I'm not like without symptoms completely, but it does help exponentially. <laughs> uh, you know, well, right. You don't have those uh, side effects either. No, exactly. Um, you know, it doesn't make you, um, lethargic or, you know, cranky and all of these things affect your ability to parent. Um, Right. It's, you know, I'm not a parent yet, but I have been a child (laughs) (laughs) and I am not. So that counts, I guess. But, you know, it's just like, but kids pick up on things that, you know, us adults always forget that they're so perceptive (laughs) and and if you're not, if you're not uh, living your best life because you're in pain all the time or you have anxiety or whatever the reason is, um, and you're not looking to get high, then Mm -hmm. then microdosing is definitely something to examine, do your research. But even if you
3: don't, try it just try it
0: out I mean, right try really low
1: and do it at a time like at night when you know a couple hours before bed because you don't want to take it an hour before bed right but you want to take it like you know in the early evening when you don't have anything to do and then see how one milligram hits you see how two milligrams hits you later on like the next night no don't you know build all in one night always just do one milligram one night and then go to two milligrams but build daily don't build like later on that same day I don't think I mean, I just feel like you're getting into a a dangerous thing if you don't take it really slow. Yeah. But maybe you have a different opinion about that.
0: Well, I mean, no, I don't have an opinion. I don't have a different opinion. I just think that, yeah, everyone's different as well. You know, like everyone's... Right. uh, Well, and also, you know, medications that we are on currently, those things can affect... There's so many different things that can affect your body's ability to process... So it's, it's, um, you know, I have a high tolerance of a lot of things, so I, I tend to push it a little bit more than I probably should, but it, that, but it works for me.
4: (laughs) I
1: think most people do, but that's why microdosing is really good too, because once you find that spot where you're not too high, but you start to feel whatever it is you're trying to achieve, be it, you know, less anxiety or less pain. It's really nice when you find it because then mm-hmm. it's like, oh, okay, well, I know I can actually operate, I can do all these things. I think the, the worst thing about microdosing in in general is just the stigma. Because I even have a nephew who was here, and I was getting so stressed out, and I so badly wanted to have an edible,
4: mm-hmm.
1: but I didn't. But uh, most of it is just in my head. And it's a stigma. I'm yeah. like, oh, well, what would, it, what would my sister think if she found out I ate an edible? And it's, you know, and that just sucks for us. And it sucks for everybody. Because if it were more widely accepted, this is what we would be doing to help ourselves. is yeah. microdosing with cannabis, not taking Xanax or Valium or whatever it is.
0: Mm-hmm. And I mean, I don't want to shame anyone who has to take pharmaceuticals because they don't have any other options, you know, Um unfortunately that's that's the case across the board for a lot of people you know and i'm i'm in a situation where i can only use cbd and and some other uh holistic alternatives but right um you know it's whatever works for you but try this out because i mean just even with our last episode with um or i should say Cause, because I'm don't, i would, I'm not sure when this will be live, so I'll say that the episode with Ozzy um, from OOV Lifestyle, the OOV Lifestyles lifestyle website, um, she's a parent, and she talks about how, and uh, she wrote this blog about how uh, with her son, when she started using cannabis as an alternative, she actually could hear him and, like, it, it wasn't that she wasn't paying attention to him before, but it was that she was like very present in the conversation and right. she was able to, you know, actually have a really good connection with him. You know, it, it wasn't, wasn't that she wasn't having that before, but it was a different kind of connection. You know what I mean? Because well, it, she
1: in a way yeah. she wasn't though, because she was distracted and she wasn't connecting to him mm-hmm. in that deeper. You can still connect to your child. Yes. But not in that, and it's not in a state that they can really feel it. We think, you know, we spend time with them and we're ignoring them still, but we're there with them, mm-hmm. that they're, you know, oh, they're, they're connecting with us. They're not, Mm-mm. you know, they know that you're distracted. Yeah. So it's really nice to have that. And that's what cannabis brings you, is that ability to concentrate and just kind of slow down. hmm hmm
0: I mean, if you just take the, the the CBD oil, you know, I mean, that can just... For me, it's it really helps yeah. my anxiety. It helps me become a more um but I just say like a better version of myself because I'm able to, you know, be who I wanna be more, more so, you know, than I would before right. with anything else that I tried. It's like this I don't have the horrible side effects. So I don't have to try to like plan my social events out according to the medication anymore. You know what I mean? So that's a huge thing. Oh no, yeah, that's a huge thing. Yeah,
1: and and CBD is legal in oh what is it forty eight yeah. states. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you know I encourage everyone to do some research on CBD, find a good provider. You can get it in the mail because it's it is legal in some. states, obviously. I think Indiana doesn't allow it, so you can't order it there. But just to order CBD and try it and see if it helps because yeah. it's certainly not going to hurt.
0: Exactly. It's not going to hurt. It really isn't. There's, the like, really the worst thing that could happen is, like, oh, this doesn't taste good, you know? Right. <laughs> I mean, right. I, I don't know. I shouldn't say that because, you know, I'm sure there's there's products out there that aren't 100% uh, being honest about their ingredients. But, yeah. Um, Hopefully that isn't the case, and you're getting a decent, you know, value. <laughs> you're getting what you right. think you're ordering. You know what I
1: mean? Well, that's what you do. You do research on the the better companies, the companies that are right. you know being interviewed. Those are the companies you want to order from. I know that, like, uh, I think uh, one of the weeks I used Select CBD Oil as my um, my favorite. Yeah. Um, Product and that's great. And I you can get select all, all across the legal CBD states, and I highly recommend that. And you can microdose very easily with that. When you're doing the little bait pen, in, you just take the tiniest little hit and just wait and see. But the great thing about CBD too is if you're in a state where you can get THC and you get too high, you can take CBD to balance that.
4: Mm-hmm.
1: And it does work I can speak from personal personal experience <laughs> you get too high and it's like oh no and mm-hmm. take CBD and you're going to be not completely fine but I don't know pretty relaxed yeah. and that's an okay spot and if, you to start, be in.
0: if you start with like five milligrams you know if you're in a state where you're allowed to have the THC um or your patient or whatever whatever the situation is and mm-hmm. you're, you say I don't know where to start I mean five milligrams I don't think you can go wrong uh, I mean, maybe you could go wrong, Leah. <laughs> I know, I, really
1: five, five milligrams is my limit. I would start at one, but you know, I'm so conservative with this.
0: That's true. I should say, you know, if you're, if you're <laughs> one of those people that typically is sensitive to medications and things like that and alcohol, then you may want to go even lower than that. Um. And, and then just take, take your time, you know, give it a few hours, see what happens. Take notes mm-hmm. if you can, if you, if you are, you know, I mean, I know being a parent, it's like, there's just no time to, to yourself, <laughs> but you do <laughs> exactly. have to take care of yourself to take care of your children in the best, best way possible. Right. Or, you know, oh, I know that sounds like a, you know, not everyone's able to do that, but it's. It, if you can at least just do this one thing for yourself, that is, that is a version of self care. And, um, it's very important, I think in parenting.
1: Oh, definitely. And you've got to be able to sleep and CBD will definitely help you sleep and you won't wake up with like an ambient hangover.
4: Mm -mm. Um,
1: it's a really great thing because gosh, I would have been such a better mother had I had this when, you know, my son, when I was raising him, because, Especially, I was in my 20s. You're young. You're uptight. You just everything seems so like life-ending, and I would have been so much better mm-hmm. if I were able to take CBD or THC or a combo thereof and just mm-hmm. feel relaxed and present mm-hmm. and able to let go of things. Yeah, and just happy just being with better. your
0: loved ones, you know, and just being like, I love right. you. I, I love this. Exactly this moment just right feeling now. Feeling
1: that Whereas, if you drink alcohol. I mean, alcohol is a stimulant that can be really negative. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can get in fights. You start feeling different. You don't feel loving and relaxed. You no.
4: start to feel
1: mean sometimes. And, like, I know that you have those mommy wine lunches, and I always think, gosh, that just is not a good recipe mm-hmm. for people, especially if you're on edge and that wine starts to wear off.
4: Mm-hmm. I don't know.
1: I just feel like with the CBD, the wear off is just, like, all of a sudden you're like, oh. Yeah well, wow. you know, you just kind of don't notice anything. I mean, yeah. it's, it's just so strange, but you don't have that sharp yeah, edge parent,
2: all the time. Oh, no. and as a parent, we
3: have to get rid of that, right? Yeah, like you said, we have to self-care.
0: I think I said it a long time ago in on one of the first podcasts. I think it was when I interviewed uh, Jen from Splim. As a matter of fact, Jen Louder. Uh, but I I saw something um, on Instagram. It was like a quote from Woody Harrelson, I believe, where he said something like. If our all our parents had smoked um, pot instead of drinking alcohol, we'd all be in a much better place right now. <laughs>
1: it's so true. It is. It's so true because you wouldn't have alcohol syndrome babies. No, you know I, I don't. We don't hear about babies really that are all
0: jacked up because of marijuana no and i know it, they it, want it, to say that yeah they say oh we're still we're still studying it but come on now cannabis has been around for centuries and, oh, and they're
1: definitely gonna they're
0: definitely gonna be studying those birth effects
1: to make right. sure that marijuana caused them i right. mean, that's what their biggest goal is
0: yeah they're gonna say oh wait a minute there was like a change in weight or something uh let's make that exactly you know. yeah they'll look mm-hmm. for anything that they possibly can look for um And meanwhile, I'm also reading stories of women using it in their labor and having, you know, successful labors, so. um, Oh, gosh, yeah. Can you imagine? Oh, my gosh. Because I didn't have any drugs, so if
1: I would at least have had CBD. Oh, my gosh. Such a better experience, right? Right? You're not just completely trashed by the time the baby comes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Definitely would have loved to have had CBD.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (sighs) Um. <laughs> <laughs>
1: seriously oh my god because especially when you and then when they do give you so afterwards like let's you do get medication then you've got your brand new baby and you're not even present you're just like oh my gosh i'm so tired i just want to go to sleep right that's, it's just everything is so negative and everything could be so different
0: and when you just you we just change the conversation to yeah we have to right stop calling in drugs it. you know we can't because cannabis is not a drug it's it's a healing plant and it's medicine.
1: It is medicine. And I, I, you know what? And I, I'm so glad that we're at that point where we can say that and not have people argue with us because mm-hmm. two and a half years ago, when I would say that people would argue with me, no, it's not. It's a drug. It's a drug. Mm-hmm. And I think that's an old school way to think of it and thank God more and more people are finding out about the benefits. I know like Gene Simmons just had his big, you know, financial eye opener where he, <laughs> Accepting of cannabis. Oh yeah, right. But you know what I'm saying. We're we're actually going in, and we're getting more people. And when more people like him come in, it's so great for the industry because then we can normalize this. Yeah. Then you know, ten years from now, we're not having this conversation.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we got to look at it that way instead of, I guess, being like, "Well, who needs him? You know, who? Ne- we don't need him because he's done a lot of damage." But, you know, hopefully he learns from that and he's Mm -hmm. trying to change. That's all I can hope Mm -hmm. for because you're right. We do need to normalize it. We need to have normal conversations about it. And and it can't Mm -hmm. be like, oh, I'm so afraid to even say, you know, this is what I'm doing with my life. And why should you be afraid? How is it okay? It's socially acceptable for us to, you know, binge drink at lunch. But it's not okay for us to be like, I want to be a better parent. You know, (laughs) like how is that not acceptable? I don't, I don't get it. You know, and hey, if you binge drink at lunch, then more power to you. (laughs) Because I am a a live and let live kind of person. As long as you're not actively hurting anybody, I don't really care what you do.
4: But I wish everyone
0: else would adopt that attitude. You know, because if if it's working for you, then. Then that's it. That's all that matters, right? Like, if it's working for you and if it's working for your children, if your children feel supported and loved and heard, then awesome. Whatever works for you. Right. No, it's true. But I'm saying this microdosing, it can't hurt to try... I mean with all the other fads that have gone through the the world, <laughs> you know, like Atkins and stuff like that. Like if you could give Atkins a week, you can give microdosing a week. I'm sorry. It's just Oh
1: the definitely. Truth. And it's so worth it. The benefits are so worth it.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So check that out. And also if you would like to label your <laughs> Microdose edibles. Leah has uh, what you need uh, on her website, bakesmart.org, right, Leah?
1: That's right. Thank you so much, Diana. Yeah,
0: for all your edibles, if you just go to our
1: website, uh, bakesmart.org, we have home kits for making cookies or brownies and then I have a kit for chocolate.
0: Yeah, you can. So,
1: yeah.
0: Can't recommend that enough, especially if you're a parent of young little children and uh, you have edibles or infused items in the house period, you know,
1: Uh, you want to mark them with a green cross so they know it's medicine.
0: Yeah. So thank you so much for joining us again today, Leah. You're awesome. Thank you. Oh,
1: you're (laughs) awesome. I love this show. I love everything you're doing for cannabis and women. And I think it's a a great endeavor and I support you. Thanks so much for having me on again. I
0: love it. Okay, I love you. I All right, all I'll right. talk to you. <laughs> all right, until next time, stay high and beautiful. Okay. And by that, we mean take the high road when you can and stay beautiful in spirit. Our first guest today is Jessie Gill. Jessie Gill is a cannabis nurse and medical marijuana patient. Her site, marijuanamommy.com educates about cannabis while challenging the stigma against marijuana use. She's been featured on Viceland, and her work has appeared on Good Housekeeping, Cosmopolitan, MSN, and more. So, Jesse, when you created MarijuanaMommy.com, how did you hope to help other parents who consume cannabis?
5: You know, I think one of the most important things is I just wanted to just be a mom and a parent and, like, an average person who uses cannabis and just kind of presented and there's no stigma like here's the truth I use it it benefits my life and it benefits my kids and that's it Mm -hmm. and um, it's kind of grown from there you know just to help parents um, find information about medical marijuana or about marijuana use and um, you know different different things like that
0: yeah you have a lot of information on there for sure yeah very informative (laughs) Um, in what ways does cannabis impact your
5: parenting? Uh I am actually amazed that I really strongly believe that it makes me a better mom mm-hmm. like um <laughs> you know we all have our moments of parents and parenting is stressful, and you know cannabis has been shown in studies to reduce the damage caused by st- caused by stress. Mm-hmm. Um, it acts, you know, as a very powerful antioxidant to kind of reduce that. And in turn, that reduces inflammation and um, makes us more comfortable and more at ease. Um, you know, I noticed that, depending on the strain, of course, a lot of times kind of it really kind of slows down my thoughts. Okay. It helps me be more patient and more present. Um, and I think that being present is so, so important. You know, I'm not sitting with my kids and thinking about, you know, the 40 million things I have to do. I'm actually sitting with them and really focus on like what we're talking about or focus on their life. Um, So, you know, it's, It's really, really made a huge impact. Besides, of course,
0: treating the pain. I was going to say, yeah, because as a pain patient, I can imagine it's made a world of difference just in that respect uh, with you being a parent.
5: Huge massive difference. And, you know, I mean, treating the pain, but also not having the side effects of opiates because Mm -hmm. before I was on cannabis, I was taking opiates and Valium around the clock, like every six hours. And, oh, those side effects were horrific. So, um, and it also makes my health safer because i don't have deadly pharmaceuticals anymore yeah i have this natural plant i bet they're happy to
0: see you and with a better quality of life yeah Uh,
5: absolutely i mean my whole family it's so i think that's so impactful like anybody who sees a loved one who is able to improve their life with medical marijuana is like wow okay this actually does something
0: yes and it's just a matter of getting them to try it (laughs) Which I know yeah. you know all about. <laughs> I sure do, yes. Um, so <laughs> how do you discuss the stigma surrounding the plant with your children?
5: Uh, well, at this point, it's very, very comfortable and second nature. Um, but, you know, in the beginning, it was very, very uncomfortable and very, very awkward. I was extremely nervous. My daughter's older. Mm-hmm. Um, she was in uh, college at the time. And um, she was just... <laughs> was a little uptight. She was kind of like, "What? Mm-hmm. You're going to what?" Um, but you know, again, like once she saw the results, she was blown away herself. Um, but with my son, it was different. He was in third grade, and he hadn't really been introduced to to that stigma yet. He hadn't heard much about cannabis. He didn't know what it was. So I really had to prepare him for his classes when he was going to hear marijuana, and you know, hear these ridiculous you know, propaganda, these mm-hmm. non-facts, and, you know, be told this information that he's seen with his own eyes not to be true. Um, so I really, really had to, you know, prep him for that and make sure he knew people were going to say, hey, cannabis is bad. They're going to tell you this, this, and this. So I had to, you know, make sure he understood the history behind it. And, mm-hmm. you know, it was it was really challenging. Um, I, I tell him all the time, like when we talk about how some people are just so against marijuana and he's like, well, I don't understand, you know, it makes you so much better. Why do people hate it so much? Right. And I was wow. like, you know, it's, it's a lot like, um, he's a really big hockey fan. And mm-hmm. I'm like, it's a lot like your love for the New York Islanders. Like you will, you know, swear it's, a, you know, up and down that they are the best team in the world and you will have a fight over it.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: But you know, other people feel the same way about other teams. Like you're just, Feel it, you know, you've been so brainwashed by your father to love them. Right. <laughs> but, uh, so it's, and that kind of, you know, you could kind of relate and see, okay, so people have strong feelings. It doesn't necessarily, when people have strong feelings, it's not necessarily always linked to facts. Exactly. Um, so yeah. Just a lot of it's yeah. emotion and
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mis- mm-hmm. misinformation. So, you know, <laughs> yeah.
5: Oh, the misinformation is terrible. And, you know, there's, there are hard times like he's in fifth grade now and he came home from school and he has dare and um he had his first day of dare and he I was like oh did you mention your mom's a medical marijuana patient and he said no mm-hmm. I am too scared that they would come right to the house and arrest you wow and it's so sad you know and that's scary and um you know he does know that unfortunately there are A lot of ramifications, Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, there are patients that are still arrested because of, you know, not enough education even here in New Jersey. Mm -hmm. But, um, so it's, you know, it's hard.
0: Yeah. And so you wrote a a piece on your website uh, about making cannabis uncool for your kids. Um, How, do you want to talk about that a little bit, how how that Mm. worked for you?
5: Sure. Mm -hmm. um, That was actually, um, I wrote that right after I, um, did a public service announcement with viceland mm-hmm. um about uh I smoke weed and being you know a mom who uses marijuana and just you know um and if that was that, that's really made a significant difference like um I think in how I think that makes a huge difference in how kids think about cannabis because mm-hmm. you know in when I was a kid, it was a big um Secret uh, you know it had this allure to it. Um, right. It was you know this they tell you it's bad but everybody knows it's not and you know you can do it but now it's kind of like out in the open it's kind of like okay what's the big deal right i, I love the responses to does. your like my yeah. mom
0: does that so what i saw so. the responses to the video that was hilarious like uh, big deal yeah. no big deal but that's so true if you take away the illicit it factor is. then people then especially teenagers and kids are gonna be like yeah okay cool like, no thanks. I'm good. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> right. Okay. That that's mom over there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. yeah. If it's, it's so normalized it's then sad. they don't they don't want to do it, you know. They don't see it like as a thing yeah. they have to try, you know? Yeah. That's very exactly. important. Exactly. Yeah. Did that take a while for you to figure it I mean, how how did that work in your own house as far as making it uncool? Did that did you did um, it work on your Yeah, design?
5: you know, so far, so good. Like, um yeah my I and mean, it's so like casual and second nature here, not you know not casual, but it's so we're very comfortable with the topic like mm-hmm. you know it's treated very responsibly and effectively, but it's treated like you know kind of like medication mm-hmm. um, but still at the same time, you know, my son knows that there are plenty of places where people can use cannabis without you know adult use laws the recreational laws without repercussions but um yeah, I mean it's it's complex. It's been uh, been very interesting. I like that it's, um, I think it's important for all hard topics, you know, um, alcohol, marijuana, Mm -hmm. sex, everything. Like, I think it's really important to have upfront, legitimate, open conversations with our kids about the facts, because as parents, we are supposed to be giving them to, to them. And unfortunately, I think it's so hard sometimes and so awkward that parents just avoid it and don't do it. And, you know, I think it's also really, really important that these conversations happen a lot more than just one time.
0: Absolutely. You know, we've heard of
5: that one bee birds and a bees conversation, but your kid might not even be listening to you and they really need to hear these things over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. Whereas I'm always talking about the benefits of cannabis. I'm also always going over, you know, the side effects and risks with my son and, you know, the... um the negative implications that can be associated with, you know, routine use before mm-hmm. a certain age. So I think that's really, really, really important for, for kids to be told. Yeah, you can't just the- ignore that, <laughs> right? Right, right. And they won't hear
0: that from their friends. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, you basically just went into it a bit, but do you have any um, more advice for women who want to be open about their use but are afraid
5: um, I think being legal is super, super, super important for any parent who wants to come out of the cannabis closet.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: Um, you know, custody can be such a big issue, and unfortunately, that government can come in and take kids still in certain situations. So I think anybody using um, openly should really be in like a legal state, or get the medical med- a medical marijuana card and get that protection. Mm-hmm. Um, and just follow the law and set a good example, you know, for your kids. Teach them to be respectful about the plant and, um responsible you know, with how the to consume, exactly, how mm-hmm. to consume responsibly.
0: That's so important. Yeah. Yeah. So I know you have so much going on um, with the, So much. Um, yeah. So do you have anything <laughs> specific that you would like to promote? Anything coming up soon?
5: Um. Let's see. I, um... I have a pipe shop, a new pipe shop, which is up and running, and it's been really fun. It's called PrettyPipeShop.com, mm-hmm. and I'm selling a lot of pretty pieces and vaporizers, um, and then I always have a giveaway running on my site. Mm-hmm. Awesome. So when you go in there, it's in the top bar. Yeah. And that's MarijuanaMommy.com.
0: Thank you again. Marijuana. For taking your time with us, uh, Jesse. Uh, thanks for coming back around oh. and talking about your parenting experience specifically. Really appreciate it's it. My pleasure.
5: <laughs> Thank you. I really appreciate it. <laughs>
0: Our next guest today is Celia Behar. Celia Behar is currently the president of the Little Mamas, the No Holds Bar judgment-free mom website where no topic is off-limits. She writes and reviews little mom-approved products, events, and venues for the site and was named one of Los Angeles' top bloggers by OK Magazine. Celia is a Los Angeles-based life coach, trained mental health counselor, certified school counselor, social media influencer, and writer. She has two little girls and has worked as a counselor for at-risk and disabled youth for 10 years and is passionate about parenting, families, kids, women's issues, civil rights, and shaking up the status quo. But of all things she's passionate about, being a mom is what she loves most. Cecilia, what inspired the creation of Little Mamas and what is it?
2: So uh, Little Mamas was actually started by my business partner, Allison Porter, um, who I've known since, uh, I was in my early twenties and she was 14. Um, so we've known each other a long time. Yeah. And when, um, I became a mom before she did. And then when she became a mom, she felt like there really wasn't a site out there for moms that, um, was really honest and real and spoke the truth about, uh, about parenting. Um, and there was no place that really talked about real things. And real parenting and, um, and allowed, uh, moms to also still feel like themselves and, um, and be sexy. It was like she felt like you became a mom and you were asexual and you were supposed to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And, um, I certainly felt that way when I became a mom that that's what was expected of me. And it was so much pressure and I really lost myself. So she reached out to me, um, about it and then ended up starting a chat, a Facebook chat. That was only six of us, um, either people were pregnant or, um, and a few of us had kids. And that chat grew to a group that is now a private secret facebook group of almost four thousand moms wow. um because we just kept adding moms because we were like oh my gosh this is so great we're actually talking about real things and i mean one of the first questions asked was about you know like what's the mucus plug like it you know, <laughs> it was like things that you didn't read about diving right in <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no it was a lot and so um yeah, I mean, nobody really wanted to know what a music plug was, but at the same time, it's like you kind of needed to know. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah. And then, you know, she, she really realized we were onto something like pretty fast with a Facebook group. And so she reached out to me and said, you know, I really think that we've got a website opportunity here. How would you like to partner with me? And I was so honored, still am. Um, and so we, we became this partnership and we started a website together and that website, um, got a cult following, you know, pretty fast. Um, and, um, we're, we're sure that's because we were doing something that, and are doing something that nobody else is really doing as far as mom sites go. So, cause we tackle all kinds of issues. We'll talk about, um, you know, racism, um, and, uh, you know, which bottle we like in the, in the same week. <laughs> and, um, you know, we review products, we go to different events and, um, and talk to celebrities. We talk about fashion and sex. Uh, cannabis obviously has become a topic, cancer, uh, you know, you name it. Well, no, no topic is, um, is off limits. And like you say, we're, we're just no holds barred. We really just wanted to make it a safe space where there was no judgment and mm-hmm. we could talk about anything as moms, you know, what, yeah. what works for us may not work for you and that's okay.
0: And that's, um, and when did you start talking about cannabis in that group? Did that just naturally progress into that conversation?
2: Um, it didn't, actually. It's funny. I, I had not told anybody I'd started using. Um, I mean, I, I, I used cannabis when I was a, uh, a teenager, and mm-hmm. I was self-medicating without realizing that I was self-medicating. Right. Um, for, yeah, for anxiety. Um, and I was actually talking to um, Tracy Ryan, who started a, or, you know, an organization called Canna Kids and Saving Sophie. Her daughter um, has brain cancer. And she had gotten really into cannabis research, and it it really helped Sophie a lot. And we were talking about all the benefits of cannabis, and I admitted to her that I had been using cannabis to treat my postpartum depression. I used it after my second child was born. I had postpartum depression with both Mm -hmm. children. Um, The first time around, I was put on Prozac, which helped for a little while. Uh, And then when I was sort of up and not crying anymore, they pulled me off of it really fast. And I wish that I'd had cannabis then, so that I could have eased into parenting more. Mm-hmm. And then um, I had my second, and it was it presented differently. It was a lot more postpartum anxiety, mm. um, with some OCD thrown in there for good measure. Like it was a lot.
0: Yeah. And, uh,
2: yeah. And I I didn't know what to do about it. I sort of thought this is what parenting was. And then I, I ran into a high school friend at a party who um, suggested that I try cannabis for it and I totally balked with the idea. I thought it was crazy um, but I started thinking about it and I was so desperate that I tried it and I tried it in secret and then I had been using it in secret for at that point I think two or three years uh, and I just had found that even though you know, it wasn't postpartum depression or anxiety anymore, there was something that was triggered in me after I had the kids that um, I just sort of never went back to normal. My anxiety will just be off the charts
4: Mm-hmm. Sometimes
2: when I was getting ragey and I didn't have any patience and I wasn't present with my kids. So I started using it and I told Tracy that and she said, you know, you should really talk about that publicly because no, you know, no mom will admit to things like that. And I thought, oh, my gosh, I cannot talk about it publicly. But then a station in Atlanta was looking for a mom to talk about it publicly and Tracy recommended them get in touch with me. And she said to me then, you know, if you don't do it with your platform, you know, who will? Right. And that really resonated with me. So I did it, and uh, and I got a fair amount of backlash for it. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, but I also got a lot of behind the scenes notes, like from women and men, for that matter, thanking me for uh, for talking about it, and for using it as a parent, and being so open and honest about it. Uh, and so um, I just decided that I was going to keep going with it, and my story just kept, you know, moving forward. And and then uh, once I wrote about it for for mamas, and it, you know, was so well received. Uh, I really started to become an activist in it and mm-hmm. we decided to explore, um, you know, cannabis products. Me, not, not Allison. She's actually, um, she's sober. She's very supportive of what I'm doing, but she's, she's sober. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I decided to, to explore it and, and, you know, talk to her about maybe reviewing some products and giving our stamp of, of approval, which we have that we give to other products um to some cannabis companies and we uh we ended up doing that. So there's three um cannabis companies that have our little mama stamp of approval um that uh we I researched in depth uh, to to make sure that I really felt they were safe. I, I love what all these companies stand for and what they make as well and I think they are all great companies for moms mm-hmm. because you know moms will go to like five different um grocery stores to uh get organic shampoo. But like we're prescribed something over, you know, and we, we just take it. We don't know what's in it.
4: Right. And, um,
2: you know, and it seems so dangerous, but we do it. And uh, and I know exactly what's in my cannabis. I know where it's grown and, uh, you know, I know what's in my products and who makes them. And, and I feel really safe about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't make a big deal about it, honestly. Like right. when I review a cannabis product, I review it like I would review, uh, you know, any other product or like yeah. Alley- product. like we just kind of throw it in there we decided if we were going to be you know a mainstream website which we are you know that was going to just kind of openly talk about cannabis we just didn't want to draw that much attention to the product. like we were just like the same way that you know i'd review a makeup brush i reviewed uh you know sheet on a snack which is a um an uh edible that's microdisc right. edible yeah
3: um, I, normalizing I the conversation so, exactly
2: Exactly.
0: Uh, And
3: that seems to have really worked out. Yeah,
0: it has. Um, What are some of the biggest challenges of being a parent and an entrepreneur in the space, do you think,
3: in your opinion? In the
0: cannabis
2: space? Yeah. I mean, I'm technically not in the cannabis business, so I think it's easier for me. Mm -hmm. Um, But being, uh, you know, I I watch things go down a lot. It's definitely the stigma. I mean, I I still face a stigma with it, for sure. Um, And then I, and i take a lot of judgment uh, about it and and you know people think i'm not a good parent i've been told not to have any more children i'm not so everyone can relax. Um, <laughs> so, uh, but that was the plan anyway yeah. um you know I, I and at the same time you know there's been a lot of uh, i've i've been the target of sort of um of backstabbing stuff that's happened within uh the cannabis
3: industry mm-hmm.
2: um where they're like what does she know she's a mainstream you know writer blogger mom and you know what does she know about the cannabis business and that that's happened when i've you know people have sent me products and, and wanted to stamp and i don't give it to them mm-hmm. and then i get i i end up taking like a lot of uh a heat for that Despite. um but you know i mean if we give it to everybody it's not a it's not special and like we're only gonna, you know, for us when we give the stamps to someone any product, we have to fully believe in that product a hundred percent. And um, and there's a lot of cannabis products out there, so it's it's hard. I mean, after you know, the market is inundated now. Yeah, and you so, should want
0: your product to be marketed towards someone who doesn't really know everything about the industry anyway.
2: Exactly. I mean, exactly. <laughs> that's what I mean. That's where I stand with it. You yeah. know, and and we pick, you know, the the three companies that I pick. Um. You know, also all one of them is is a, an actual cannabis farm um, called uh, named Moto perpetual Farm, and they actually supply the oil to the other two companies. So know mm-hmm. Snacks gets their oil that they use in their edibles from Moto, and um, and Empower uh, Body Care, which is a topical uh, cannabis company, it has a black label and a white label that you can get anywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, there's a there's a code that you can use even to get a discount from Little Mamas if you want. Um, you know, is that they they also get their oil from um, from MOTO. So, you know, for us, that just made um, it made it sort of full circle. Mm-hmm. And it's not like we're not going to ever give it to other cannabis companies anyplace else. We are. It's just um, I'm doing research on it all the time. I personally just haven't found anything yet um, in, in any other state that I've liked as much as. Uh, as those three companies. If mm-hmm. I find something, then they're going to get the stamp, just like I haven't found, um, you know, uh, a lipstick that um, I, I like as much as the company that got our stamp for that, you know, right. I mean, it's, and we're just trying to, we take it really seriously. Awesome. That's a good thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, we think so. Yeah. And um, so what, in what ways would you say that cannabis impacts your parenting style?
2: I'm so much more present and patient, Mm -hmm. um, as a parent, um, by when I'm, when I'm using cannabis, I mean, and I,
3: cause it's just so easy to get,
2: uh, overwhelmed and not be in the moment. Mm -hmm. Um, and I can end up, you know, I, I, I've always struggled with anxiety, like I said, but it definitely got worse, you know, after my kids were born and I don't want them to feel like. That's their fault. That's mm-hmm. not their fault. Um, and this definitely makes it so that, um, I slow down and I'm able to really be there with them. I am more patient. I'm more focused. Um, I can relax, you know, I'm, I'm i mean, honestly, I'm nicer. Mm-hmm. Um, and they know it and I'm really open with them about the fact that, um, that I use it and, and that it's a medicine. It's locked up. They can't get to it. Um, they know it's better for you than, than drinking because it is. Um, and they are uh, super aware of the fact that, you know, I struggle with anxiety and that helps them, I think, know that when I am struggling with it and I'm, I'm you know, being not great, right, uh, that it's not them. Right. You know, and, and they even can say to me sometimes and do, you know, mommy, it seems like you're having a hard time. Do you, do you think maybe you need a, a cookie or,
4: mm-hmm. you know,
2: do you need your vape pen? Like, they'll flat out ask. yeah and you know what nine times out of ten they are correct yeah
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah so you basically just answered my next question but do you have any uh, anything you want to add to this um how do you discuss the plant in your household i mean it's is there any specific approach you have? i'm
2: so honest about it i mean the first time i ever talked about it with my older daughter before i talked about it with the younger one my older daughter was uh 10 i think at the time uh and my younger one five um you know i just decided it was actually after I'd been at an event and I'd met the creator of Deviant Dabs, um, who were, is an, an L.A.-based uh, company, um, and she and I were talking about it, and, um, and she said that she's always been really open with her kids about it because if, if she wasn't, how, was, how are we ever going to break the stigma? Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's such a good point. And, um, you know, and it's like parents have no problem pouring a glass of wine in front of their kids or mm-hmm. having their kids, you know, pour them wine. I mean, geez, my, my older one likes to make cocktails, like she thinks it's like really fun and she'll make it <laughs> a cocktail. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Like, you know, I, for nickname sometimes is Sally Draper, like we kind of <laughs> <have>. <laughs> you know, and, uh, never going to drink that cocktail. Right. Uh, But she's aware, you know, and and listen, like, I don't have an issue with people that use cannabis, you know, for recreation. I think it's a good thing to use recreationally as well, as long as you are safe about it. And so when I decided to talk to her about it, I was super nervous. I mean, really nervous. And I, I talked to her about it. I showed her the flower. I showed her, you know, edibles. I showed her the vape pen. And we talked about why I use it and what it really is and that it's got a terrible stigma and that, you know, I, I explained what schedule one drugs were and uh, or are, you know, and why I don't feel that, um, you know, cannabis should be in there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and she asked me to, um, to show her how the vape pen worked, And I, and I was so, you know, hesitant. We were standing outside and I, you know, and I, and I did, and I took a little bait hit, and I turned to her, and I said, you know, if you end up in therapy later, because i just completely screwed you up, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, and, but, she, you know, she really, they don't, uh, they really listen to me, especially at this age, and, and one of my favorite stories is that, you know, she, my daughter, you know, a couple months later, had to make her her D.A.R.E. poster with her class, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, still schedule one, like D.A.R.E. still exists, and when she was doing it in her class, like her friends were, you know, went to go draw um, a cannabis leaf, and she said, "No, that shouldn't be on there because really that's a medicine and it's got a really bad reputation, but it shouldn't be on there." And she called her teacher over and said, "I don't, I don't think that we should have, you know, a marijuana leaf on there. Can we please take it off?" And her teacher, you know, was like, "Well, explain why." And she <laughs> told us. and uh, and her teacher agreed with her. She says, "You know, you're right. Let wow. take it off." That's awesome. I don't know so proud I see what schedule one was and everything. Like I thought that was really funny. I, I also say that they've seen it in a different way because my younger sister, who's my best friend has been battling uh, cancer for almost two years mm. now. And, um, and she, we got her on a cannabis regimen. So not only did they know that it was helping me with my anxiety, but they knew that it was helping their aunt with, uh, with pain and, and helping her eat. And, you know, and, and of course we all hoped that it was also going to, um, to heal her. Um, but um so they, they understand that it can be used for, for different things. So, so to them, it's, while they understand that it can also be recreationally used and, and abused, they also understand that it's a medicine. And like with anything that you can use recreationally and any medicine, everything can be abused if you are not um, responsible, about, r- responsible about it and if you're not taught the correct things about it.
0: Absolutely. Um, do you have any advice for mothers who want to explore using cannabis but are afraid of the stigma?
2: Yeah. I mean, I, I think that if you're struggling and you want to, you know, you want to use it or again, even if you want to use it recreationally, if you've never used it before, um, you know, obviously, microdosing is always a good thing. Try a little, see how you feel. I don't suggest if you've never used it before, trying it when your children are around, mm-hmm. um, you know, <laughs> that have them go have a sleepover or go to a friend's and try it that way just to see because, you know, it, some people have adverse reactions. Right. right? So yeah, you have ad- you don't That's want to do that the first
0: time in front of your kids. You don't have want to be like, where's my hand? <laughs> yeah.
2: yeah, exactly. We don't want that. Like, yeah. You want to stay clear. And, and if you've used it before and you're like, I just used to use it to, you know, get really high, um, you know, like, listen, when you know better, you do better, as Maya Angelou has said. And I think that... Um, you know, we've probably all been in places where we've abused things. Um, I think I've abused cannabis before in my, in my lifetime, um, early on when I didn't know better, mm-hmm. but I know better now. So I do better. Mm-hmm. And for me, um, you know, microdosing works the best and I'm very cautious about how much I use when I use it, uh, why I'm using it. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't just turn to it just because. Um, unless I'm really like struggling, I, you know, I, I push through it if I can, but if I'm really having a hard time, then I use it. And I, and I do use it every night because I suffer from insomnia and I always have. And it's mm-hmm. the only thing that has ever worked for me to help me sleep. Um, and, uh, and I sleep well and I don't wake up, you know, feeling gross the next morning like you do when you take a Valium or Xanax or a right. drink, you know, I, I feel completely normal. So, um, you know, I think the more that we all talk about it and the more that moms come out about using it and using it responsibly. I mean, that's my best advice is to, and to not feel like you have to hide. I mean, if moms are going to start using it and I, and I know they are, and I mean, that's the thing. And that's what I've learned from coming out. People wrote me and said, Oh my gosh, I've been like hiding in my basement every night, you know, to to have a couple of babe hits because I feel so guilty. And it's like, it's ridiculous hiding in their basement, drinking wine, right? you know, Mm -hmm. like, that doesn't make any sense. I think, you know, that's my advice. It's like, if it works for you, be
4: honest you know, about it works it.
2: for you. Yeah. Be honest about it. Is it, is it a risk every time you talk publicly about it? Could CPS show up? Uh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> yeah, absolutely it can. But if you are responsible about it and it's locked up and you're in a legal state and you have your card, um, you know, I think that that's the only way that we can make any kind of change is to, to be activists about it. You know, mm-hmm. nothing nothing ever changes in our society without a whole lot of work <laughs> mm-hmm. Absolutely, and, uh, and drama. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: um, do you have anything specific to promote any call to action for your website or anything coming up with little mamas?
2: I mean, we're, you know, we're always working on stuff. Um, we we love all the followers that we can get and anyone who wants to, sh- you know, share our, our articles, we'd appreciate that with the uh, the C H E L I L M A M A S Mamas dot Um and we're the Mamas on Twitter and Instagram. Um I um obviously if you're if you're local to Oregon and you can um you're looking for products we highly recommend the ones that we um you know that I spoke about Moto Perpetual Farm and um She Don't Know Snacks, also known as S T K snacks, mm-hmm. um and Empower Body Care. We love to show them love. They are honestly, um, phenomenal companies run by phenomenal people who have stepped up for uh, for me and my family and, and, and my company in ways that um, I can't even really describe, and I trust them a lot. Um, and, you know, as far as, like, call to action, you know, every time um, I write something about it, you know, about cannabis or post something about about cannabis, you know, the more shares, you know, the better, I think spreading the word and spreading, you know, my story, Tracy Ryan's story is being a mom who's giving it to her daughter for cancer. I mean, you know, my sister's story who was using it for, um, for cancer is using it for cancer. Um, you know, I think that that's how, that's how we all come together. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not sure otherwise, like, you know, how we, uh, how we make a change. So that's the only thing I would ask people and they can follow me personally as well. Sometimes I just do posts on my own, uh, not a momas and I'm the Celia Behar, Behar Um at, uh, well, that's it on Insta and on Twitter. I believe that's the same, that's the same thing. Right. <laughs> and, you know, um, if anybody wants to order some empower um, body care, uh, if you're scared of cannabis, and this is what I say to people, if you're scared, you're not really sure what to do. Um, I highly recommend trying a topical first mm-hmm. because it's a really nice sort of you know, ease your way in and and feel the effects of what cannabis can actually do without ingesting it and without it going into your bloodstream even. Um, So the white label of um, Empower Body Care, which has our stamp of approval, shifts across state lines. It's phenomenal. They make a soaking salt. They make a roll-on for sore muscles. um, And they also make a lotion, which is amazing. And um, it's just all, you know, it's all fantastic and it helps with anxiety and helps with pain I mean and what mother is like not in pain with like some muscle somewhere because we're constantly doing like 5,000 things Right. and um, if you if you want a 10% discount please use uh, my code which is CB010 at checkout and then you get a 10% discount off so, awesome. and it thank doesn't you expire you guys can use that whenever you want
0: awesome thank you so much Celia for taking your time with us today and sharing your knowledge uh, which is limitless, and I appreciate you just taking your time. I'm sure it has some limits. But- <laughs> <laughs> well, you could just, I mean, you've shared a wealth of knowledge today, and so rest assured that you definitely helped someone out today.
2: <laughs>
0: thank you. Wow. And
2: thank you so much for having me on. I really enjoyed being able to talk to you.
0: Awesome. I
2: enjoyed talking to you as well. Our final guest today
0: is Stephanie Kearns. Stephanie Kearns is a Portland brand representative for Lunchbox Alchemy and an artist that goes by Vibrant Deity. So, Stephanie, how do you have conversations about usage as a parent?
3: So, my approach is to be very honest and open. Mm -hmm. I explain to my children that in places like India, China, Egypt, cannabis has a really rich history of healing and helping, and it's a really big part of the culture. And I explained to my children that it's not a big part of our culture. Our culture doesn't yet recognize it as a medicine. So that's why some people can think it's bad, but Mm -hmm. it is not bad. It is a healing thing. Um, So I'm just really open with them that we haven't really caught up to what other countries are doing. But for thousands of years, it's been used as a medicine in plenty of other places around the world. Like they that. seem to grasp that. Yeah. yeah
0: that's really cool. <laughs> I was really into Egyptian history when I was little, so, I mean, I can see that being a thing,
3: you know? <laughs> I was, too. They were they were amazing. They thought yeah. of everything.
0: And they worship mm-hmm. cats, which is, like, all I'm about, you know? So. <laughs> cats. <laughs> well, yeah, cats are the coolest. They are. Anyway. They are. <laughs> Back to... <laughs> Back, Back to, to parenting human beings. Okay, so did your upbringing affect your perception of cannabis at all? And in what ways did that upbringing shape how you educate your own offspring?
3: Okay, so this is going to make you laugh too. My upbringing definitely shaped my early opinion because it was conservative conservative, Mm -hmm. and it was riddled with misinformation. Things like uh, cannabis will lower your IQ Mm -hmm. and this one you'll love. Cannabis will make you so irritable when you smoke it, you'll go around biting people. (laughs) (laughs) So from a young age, I learned that I I didn't want to be stupid and I didn't want to bite people. Mm -hmm. There was no way I was going to use cannabis. And it's super unfortunate because I started having pretty serious health problems when I was 12 Mm -hmm. and ended up in a pain clinic when I was 19. And I feel like I could have circumvented all of that if I would have used something natural. Mm -hmm. But my upbringing said that it would make me stupid and bite people. I'm not kidding. Wow.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And so, like you said earlier, you educate your children about the other cultures that embrace the plant. So do you ever tell them about what's out there? Like, you just said the thing about biting, but like about some of these ridiculous, you know, misconceptions.
3: I do tell them about the misconceptions and I tell them that it's not people's fault that they feel that way. I tell them that a lot of people have been told by their parents or their teachers when they were young, that it is bad. And so they truly believe it to be bad. Mm -hmm. Um, But I talk about how it's, I've even explained that it's uh in this country it's a schedule 1 so it cannot be studied and it cannot be seen in a positive light. Wow. And the funny thing is my children are very young mm-hmm. but they but they grasp it. Yeah. And I think ch- children are a lot smarter than people give them credit for. I think if you just start the conversation as early as possible then they're then there's no stigma that can ever be created that they have to overcome later. Right. They just always have the truth from the beginning.
0: And they're so perceptive, you know. I think they're so much more perceptive than we give credit for. Um, I agree. In what ways has cannabis improved your ability to parent?
3: Well, one of the main ways that it helps me as a parent is it helps me sleep at night. Before cannabis, I tried everything to sleep. And when you have insomnia, you're a grouchy person and mm-hmm. your fuse is really short. Yeah. So I would say because it helps me sleep, it also helps my fuse be longer, Mm -hmm. um, helps me be more patient. But more than anything, it helps me be more in the moment. Since I'm in a lot of pain, um, it's easy for me to just sit there and think about how crappy I feel. Mm -hmm. Um, But but cannabis puts me in the moment. It takes me out of that, that loop, I call it, that mental loop of I'm in pain, I'm in pain. And so I can actually be in the moment and be a parent and take them to the park and do all the millions of things that you need to do as a parent. Um, and I choose that over pharmaceuticals because the pharmaceuticals made me sick. So the only other option um, for my incurable disease was pharmaceuticals that had all these side effects. So I, I explain um, to my children and, and to everyone that I wish I would have known about this better way, and that's why I speak out on it, and that's why I want to educate my children so they can educate people too when they hear misinformation, you know, in the classroom or wherever it's
2: going to be.
0: That's awesome. Um, And I know that you also do, you also paint to manage your pain. You want, and how does that help? How does that work into your being a parent?
3: Well, um, because I use the cannabis, because I'm able to sleep, because my fuse is longer, I also have a little bit of extra energy at the end of the night to paint, which really helps, creating really helps me cope um, with the pain and with balancing and juggling everything as a full-time working mom. So that's the other thing that cannabis helps me do is it helps me create, which also helps me be a better parent. Yeah. And um, if anybody wants to see my paintings, you can go to my Etsy page. It's called Vibrant Deity. I would love for you to check them out. I put a lot of heart and soul into what I do and a lot of healing goes into it.
0: Oh, thank you. <laughs> totally recommend them. Um, your work is amazing. So do you have any advice for mothers who struggle with the stigma surrounding this
3: plant? I do. Um, I have a couple couple things I want to advise on. Number one, I want mothers to to remember one thing going forward in any conversation where they feel scrutinized. Um, human beings and animals on this planet have an endocannabinoid system that is especially made for uptaking cannabis. So if cannabis is bad, why do we have an endocannabinoid system right. in our brain? And that usually squashes a lot of arguments. If You know, I tell moms, if somebody's making you feel uncomfortable, tell them that. Cats, dogs, horses,
4: mm-hmm. everything
3: have a mechanism in their brain. And then the other advice I would give is, um... I'm going to advise you on what I did when I first found out I was pregnant. I reached out to an organization called Moms for Marijuana. Mm-hmm. You can find them on uh, Facebook. And the reason I reached out to them, I know the the person that started it. Her name is Sarah Frank. It's basically a network of just moms talking to moms. Mm-hmm. So you can go on Facebook, you can say, "Hey guys, I just got pregnant," or or whatever. You can ask a specific question, and it is a mom. Somewhere that has dealt with it that will answer you. So you instantly have a network of thousands of other mothers that are in your position, and and they have so much knowledge at their fingertips. And there's another organization that kind of ties into that, Moms for Marijuana, another great place to find um, legal counsel because there is a lot. There, unfortunately, are a lot of children being taken away for the wrong reasons Mm -hmm. and given the CPS. And there's a foundation called the Fight for Lily Foundation. Um, Sarah Frank from Moms for Marijuana also started this foundation when um, a little girl was taken away incorrectly. And um, she fell in love with her while she was helped fighting her, and she ended up adopting her. Wow. So it's it's a beautiful story, and there's a lot of resources there, and there's a lot to learn about knowing your rights as a parent. Mhm. never you know one of the main rules is ne- never open the door for cps and never sign anything because right. once you do that you're you're in trouble it's yeah. very hard to get your rights back so i would say the best thing is to arm yourself with knowledge and know your rights and and remind people that we all have endocannabinoid systems yeah that's very good advice. Thank you so much for sharing your yes.
0: experience with us today and coming back on. I always love having you. So oh, I love being here. Thank you. <laughs> we love having you. <laughs> it's a mutual adoration awesome. in society or whatever they say. <laughs> Goodbye. I, all the way. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Your highness Podcast, brought to you by Cannabis Women's Alliance and Good Vibes Marketing Agency. The Cannabis Women's Alliance was founded to bring community, guidance, and inspiration to women working in the cannabis industry. Good Vibes Marketing Agency is a digital marketing agency that creates organic content for organic solutions. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes, email us at yourhinesspodcast at gmail.com. Also, if you'd like to inquire about sponsorship opportunities, you can email us at your highnesspodcast at gmail.com.